When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Field, that one's called to the right. Hunter on the move, racing back. It's over his head. It's gone. It's into the bullpen. This game is tied. This game is tied. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw on opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it. Because I think it would, it, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame. Achievement or a new milestone. So don't just be like, hey, we, we signed this player, we're going to have a ceremony. No, no. Like Now, to your hosts. All right, Red Sox fans, Red Sox beat CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for your Boston Red Sox. At Red Sox underscore beat is the show. Facebook search Red Sox beat podcast. At CLNS Media is the network on Twitter. Same thing on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us. Yes, Red Sox beat on iTunes. Uh, obviously, we're right around the corner. Spring training is happening. Apparently, I just told Jess pre-show that he's going to spring training, and he's going to do it now, so that's great. <laughs> um, no Lauren this week, just Jess. Uh, and I think now that I told you you're going to spring training, you're probably kind of in a good mood. Yeah, I didn't think about the fact that I was going to Florida from the 12th to the 18th and realizing that, well, wait, so are they. So <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Jess tells me he's going to Bonita Springs in florida and then i go oh that's that's good and then he's like yeah i'm um i was like oh, my grandparents live in fort myers he's like oh i'm flying into fort myers i'm like oh you should go see spring training they're around the corner from the airport and he goes oh and then we just had a nice 10 minute conversation <laughs> about where it is and when he's gonna go and yeah no that's very good timing yeah. on your part i know and i didn't even plan it that way because i told jared i planned to go at that point because it's the Salt Lake's all-star break not because the Red Sox were at spring training, but yes. that works out just fantastically. So, and For those of you who don't know, understand that, he does some background work at NBC Sports Boston with the Celtics coverage. So he works a ton of the games, and he actually gets to work Paul Pierce night, so I'm very jealous of him for that. <laughs> um, but we'll talk baseball. We will not talk Celtics on this podcast because they got smoked tonight anyway by the Raptors. Um, truck day happened. It's stupid. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but that means pitchers and catchers report <laughs> next week. Sorry, Lauren. You're not here to defend it. Um, the 13th is pitchers and catchers. We decided on the 19th is the full roster report date, um, which means it's right around the corner. Um, and after the Super Bowl loss, we need something else to talk about. So we'll jump right into it because a tweet that came out today from our good friend Pete Abe at the uh, Boston Globe Um Basically, it was a quote said from David Price when they he, they asked him about the opt-out clause because after this year, he can opt out of the contract. We've all talked about it. A lot of people don't want him here. They think, great, opt-out, and you don't want to be here either. He said pretty much the 180 of what we thought he would say. Obviously, he can't come out ever if he wanted to leave, but 
David Price says, I don't, I've never even thought about it. I came here to win. Um, I don't want to go anywhere, and I, I came here to win potentially multiple times, and we've gone to two, we've won two divisions, but we need to take the next step. And I'm like, you know what? I believe you. I don't think you want to leave. And I, I said this on Twitter after I read that because I think it's fantastic, and I, and I, th- I think he means it. It's what is better for the Red Sox. As much as you David Price haters are out there, and look, I, I think the guy's a little cuckoo, and he can't get out of his own way sometimes. Him being dominant, and he he didn't have a bad year last year, Jess, either. Let's remind people of that. It wasn't a terrible year. Um, it just wasn't top-tier David Price numbers. If he pitches well, then you have Sale Price, Porcello, Pomeranz. Not necessarily in that order, but... You have four solid pitchers, if not top-tier pitchers, and then you figure out the fifth spot. It's just a matter of hitting at that point. David Price is good for now, and he's good for the future if he actually stays like he claims he wants to. Yeah, I have trouble believing the guy, and that might be just because I don't really like him particularly much, or maybe because I'm right. You and I don't know fans. which one. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, he says he feels good. He says that he wants to win here and doesn't want to opt out. Well, I'll believe that if it happens. Um, if he does feel good, then yes, that's fantastic because that's a really good rotation, as you just said. So I'm down for that. And obviously I'm going to root for the guy to pitch well, but I have trouble believing him currently in February about anything he says because I think he's full of crap. <laughs> if this is a real attitude change, and don't get me wrong, I think there's a little bit of crap inside David Price, but do you th- how much of the fa- effect of Alex Core now being his manager do you think changes his tune? Because it's a big deal, right? Not a lot of people like John Farrell. A lot of people, in terms of fans, were Farrell haters, myself included. And now he's got a new manager. It sounds like he's getting really getting along with the players. You know, winter weekend interviews. Uh, Red Sox went down to uh, Puerto Rico with him. Uh, some of the players went down there in a relief effort, which is awesome. You know, Chris Sale, Porcello, Vasquez was down there. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're clinging to him, which is good. How much does that affect David Price's mentality? Yeah, that's a good point. It's, you know, I really would like to know what players liked Farrell and what didn't. I'm sure we'll never find out. No. Or maybe we'll find out like 10 years from now or maybe 15 years Maybe when Farrell writes now. a book. Yeah, exactly. Or someone writes a book about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I would really like to know that because I, I would like to know how much Farrell affected Price and if that was part of his attitude problem. Who knows if it was or not. But, yeah, he does seem to like Cora, as does everyone. So having a younger manager, you know, having that voice in the clubhouse, and apparently everyone, they keep saying everyone loves Price. All the, all the players love Price. He's such a good teammate. He's such a great guy. Blah, blah, blah. All the mm-hmm. crap we always hear, even though we don't get to see it ourselves. But, yeah, I think that could be a really positive influence if, if he does like Cora, because it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't like Farrell. Who knows? But yeah, it wouldn't surprise no, Yeah, no, I mean, it really wouldn't surprise me at all, especially after the altercation that he got into last year. Um, with Eck and that whole thing, there's no way Farrell likes him, and there's no way he, he likes Farrell back. It just it just makes too much sense. But I think it does have a huge impact because Alex Cora seems to get along with everybody, and I think a new voice almost start almost signals like a fresh start for David Price, right? So he's having all these troubles, he can't figure it out, he's hurt. That's in the John Farrell era. Now he comes in this year, feels like he's healthy. It's opt out year, but he gets a new manager. Now he can genuinely say, you know what, I'm intrigued to be here. I feel like I feel better. I got a new manager that I seem to really like. He seems to get us. He, we have the same goals. Maybe I do want to be here. Great. I'll give Pete Abe a quote. Now, now I'm a good guy because he cares about that still. He wants to apparently win over the now fans. He, to, yeah. he claims right. he's going to win over the fans. Maybe we're going to hear David Price every time he starts this year. 
Who knows? Maybe maybe every night he's gonna get a little, we're gonna get a little something from David Price now, which I would love because every time the guy talks, it's just genius. Um, but look, I I think the Alex Cora era might be a fresh start for David Price. And if it is, then he's pretty lucky because everyone pretty much hates him and everyone just wants him out the door. So if he can really turn around his image and turn around his pitching and be the player we thought that we were getting that we signed for seven years, then that could be a huge difference. And if it's because of Cora, then Price should be really thanking him because it it wouldn't have happened otherwise. If that happens, then Cora's Cora's signing is worth it. If you can fix David Price all of a sudden, then great. Everything else you do after that's gravy. Because look, he signed for what five six like how many more years is he having price yeah yeah five more five two, seven so it's and, five, yeah two, seven, so five more years chris sale's gonna be up uh, after next year so they're gonna have to sign him but if price is going well then you can match chris sales contract basically to david price's thrust in terms of years the rest of the way they're now they're mm-hmm. here together rick porcell is gonna have to be here drew pomerant is gonna have to be here if david price falls in the line you can almost basically match everybody's contracts up to his years, and now you have a rotation that's here for a long time who can be successful, and then you just got to figure out the younger players, Mookie Betts, you know, if you're going to keep Xander Bogarts and Jackie Browdy long-term, uh, those kind of questions, as well as the bat and the lineup, which, God help me, if they don't sign J.D. Martinez at this point. <laughs> I, I overall think that the way David Price pitches this year can affect not just him, but the rest of the rotation's contract situation when those guys are up, too. Yeah, I mean, Christ, having those guys in your rotation all healthy and all pitching like they can is probably one of the best rotations. That could be the best rotation in the majors because between Pomerantz and what he did last year and Porcello, what he did two years ago, and Chris Sale's Chris Sale, and obviously we know prices of Cy Young caliber 20-game winner in his past. So if you have those four guys in your rotation, if they all actually do what they could do, that's incredible. And those, so if we, if we get that someday, that'd be something. Because those four guys, if they're on, and they have a year that we think they can, that helps them rival the Yankees. That puts them right back with those Yankees because the Yankees have the 100%. pop. Yankees have the pop. We have the pitching if it holds out. So at that right. point, if you can have your offense produce it all, because we all know they underachieved last year. The guys on the lineup they have now. If you bring in, say, J.D. Martinez, just as an example, because we all think he's going to be here eventually, then if you bring in J.D. Martinez and Hanley starts to hit it all, Mitch Moreland goes back to hitting doubles like he did last year, and it all kind of kind of rounds out and Mookie Betts, Xander, and those guys produce, plus obviously Devers is going to have a full year here, which would be amazing to watch, I think. I think he's going to have a really good summer. Overall, now you're a really good team who might be flying under the radar because the Yankees signed Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I think people are sleeping on the Sox. I mean... If you look at their roster and what they're capable of we obviously know better than most people because we watch the games if people don't watch the games they might not know so much but like we watch every I game. think <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's be honest I think, I think people are underestimating this team at this point obviously that's are. if you know if if everyone's healthy and playing like they can which you know doesn't usually work exactly how you want and you know the yankees that might not work for them judge might have a crappy year stanton might have a crappy year i mean you don't know so that can happen to anybody, but on paper, with what we've seen, I mean, I think I think people are are uh, are sleeping on this team, and, and that could be fun. Le- and let's use that as a good transition because Eduardo Nunez is still out there, right? Because nobody's signed everywhere; they're all boycotting money apparently because they don't want to <laughs> sign a contract to play baseball for a living. God help us all. Uh, I would sign a contract in a heartbeat to play baseball if you don't. If you want us, we'll we'll play. Um, 
Red Sox, Yankees, and Rays, apparently, all, all within the division, fun times, are all interested in Eduardo Nunez. I think, obviously, I think the Red Sox are favorites to land him only because he was here last year, he knows what it's like, and he has that relationship. That being said, if the Yankees sign this guy, they don't need him. If the Yankees sign him, it's to literally keep him off the Red Sox roster. Because Eduardo Nunez would be such a good, like, low-key re-sign for this team, seeing you don't know what Pedroia is going to be. He becomes insurance for um, Devers if he starts to slump a little bit. Uh, if Bogart needs a night off because he still can't hit the baseball, you know it just gives you a utility guy that's better than Brock Holt. And we saw what Nunez was for this team until he got hurt last year. Him back at 100% really is a sneaky good offensive weapon that doesn't have to play every night, but can play every night if you need him to. I'm surprised there hasn't been more like urgency to get him. Because like he had some real good numbers for those couple months here, and he really made a big difference. And like you said, the depth of the position—they have depth. You know, they have they have Hernandez, Holt, Marrero, Lynn. They have all those guys, but most of them are unproven or aren't that good. They just can't hit. Right. Play so defense. They just can't hit. He can hit yeah. the crap out of the ball. We brought him here last year to be a bat in the middle of the, in the middle of the season. Now, if you bring him in here, he can hit almost every day, and then bring JD in here, then it becomes a, okay, Nunez doesn't have to be the guy, but him, JD, Hanley, you put Devers in there with some power better tennis, you know, it becomes a pretty potent lineup without the star star names that are going to be on the Yankees roster. Yeah, I think it would be a really good move to get him, and then you can have Hernandez kind of just like spell him, spell Devers, spell Bogarts, I mean, he can, Hernandez can probably play shortstop, I wouldn't be surprised if he could, so... I think that would be a big move for depth purposes. And, yeah, Yankees, I hope they don't get him. If we don't, hopefully the Rays do. But I guess it really comes down to if he liked it here. Because if he did, you'd think he'd want to come back. If he didn't, if he hated it here, you know, he didn't really say much. So if he hated it here, maybe he won't come back. I can't imagine he goes to the Rays. Because at this point, I feel like he got a taste of being on a good team. And, you know, he's been on the Giants. Yeah. So he knows what it's like to be on a good team. If, if it becomes down to the Red Sox-Yankees versus the Rays... He's gonna to go to whatever team's facing up against the Rays. Like he's not gonna go. He's not gonna to choose to go to Tampa. Like that would you be. You wouldn't think so. Obscene. So that being said, I think the Red Sox do get him. I just think they're waiting because they don't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on with JD. And until JD signs anywhere, no one's gonna sign anybody. So it's what week and a half until two weeks until position players are supposed to be down in Fort Myers for the Red Sox. A lot of people are already down there. Um, they got to start figuring this stuff out, and it seems like the players aren't going anywhere. We'll talk about that a little more because Tony Clark made some fun comments this week, but we'll get to those. Um, but but I think Eduardo Nunez is a very important piece of this team, and I think if he signs JD, I think if you can get Nunez and JD to sign the dotted line on a Red Sox contract, you're golden for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I agree. That it doesn't, as I just said a few minutes ago, this is a good underrated team, and they don't really need that much, so if they can just get couple bats then i think they're gonna be in a real good position and think about last year in the playoffs they needed a bat but nunez was wasn't playing like if he was right. playing he, how, bat, he hit one ball and then he was done look how much more of an impact he had look how much of an impact he had at the plate when he was on for the red sox last year every time he got up he did something special i feel like he i was like, he had like six three hit games in yeah, two months <laughs> i feel like every time he was up at bat we were tweeting here comes a double here comes a homer like he just did something big yeah. every time he got, he got to the plate so that's basically adding a bat into the lineup on top of J.D. Martinez. 
you bring in those two guys, you let the rest of the roster figure themselves out, work on their swings, which it sounds like they're all doing. Let the pitching staff come into play. You still have the, the best closer in the game, in my opinion, at the back of the bullpen. Uh, 100%. Plus, you still get Tyler, you get Tyler Thornberg, Thornberg back this year. Mm. I'm intrigued by that option, right? He claims he's healthy, he's ready to go. He'll be down there in spring training, so I'm, I'm intrigued by that. A full year, Carson Smith, on top of Joe Kelly and those guys in the back end, who now aren't going to be as pressure-packed who can't handle it 100%. Now you have guys in the backhand who are supposed to be able to. And now we're going to really start to see Smith, Thornburg, Kimbrell hopefully do their magic. Are we talking a uh, World Series berth here? Are we talking ourselves into it? I might be. <laughs> I really might be because I honestly just forgot about Thornburg until I started talking. And then if you can put that bullpen in play, I forgot about the bullpen because like last year we never talked about the bullpen because we talked about the problems they had hitting the baseball. And then the bullpen came bullpen out. Was awesome. But the, by the numbers, the bullpen was phenomenal. But it felt like we only were pissed because Matt Barnes sucked. So it just turns into a situation now where if Smith and Thornburg are healthy and ready to go, now 7, 8, 9 are locked up, whatever order you want to put 8 and 9. I mean 7 and 8, whatever. Then Joe Kelly has to pitch, what, the sixth inning? Matt Barnes sees one every five games or as long as they're at Fenway Park? Whatever. That's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah. Like we said that's last year, to just put it. Matt Barnes on a cot at Fenway Park, and that's, that's a successful career in my eyes. <laughs> This team's going to be sneaky good, and we'll preview it more as spring comes along. And I'm obviously, you know, Lauren's going to say World Series. But, look, this team had won, what, 93 games Three. last year? I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they won 95 games this year. If they, if, if they get J.D. Martinez and Nunez. I think, obviously, J.D.'s the big piece. If they don't bring in a bat, they might be kind of screwed because they need some offense. Um, but if they can at least get J.D. Martinez, he's not the key cog, but with everything they already have, he definitely – puts them over the hump in terms of potentially winning a damn playoff series um, and making a deeper run after you win a division. So um, Nunez is intriguing to me, and then the Red Sox signed uh, Steve Selsky, which we're not going to talk about because it's a minor league deal, and I don't even know who he is. To be 100% honest with you, I have no idea who the guy is. He, he, he played a couple games for us last year, and that was that. Again, that, I don't know who he is, and that doesn't matter. So before we get to baseball news around the league because like I said Tony Clark made some comments Todd Frazier signed with another team he's no longer a Yankee but basketball season's going on fans and now that your favorite hardwood heroes are back on the court right before the right before the all-star break here it's time for you to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win huge cash prizes every night playing one day fantasy basketball at DraftKings.com at DraftKings there are so many ways to play choose from public contests with huge cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your friends they've even got beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of your similar skill level so if you're new don't worry about it. You'll be able to play against people who are newer as well. Better chance to win that way. And the best part, you get to draft every day. Every day. So drafting, uh, we all know, is arguably the best part about playing fantasy. The other part, though, winning cash. And you're going to win day of with just ask Dan from St. Louis or Jeremy from Austin. They both turned a $3 entry into $1,000. Huge cash prizes and bragging rights await only at DraftKings. Now you can use your code or our code. That is CLNS at DraftKings.com. You get to play for free with your first deposit. For your share of $10,000 in total prizes tonight, don't wait. Use code CLNS at DraftKings.com now to choose your lineup, and you can seriously cash in tonight. Not joking. That's code CLNS only at DraftKings.com. The game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Go check out DraftKings.com for details. Um, So we've been kind of teasing here. Tony Clark made some comments, um, claimed the team's failure to sign for agents threatens the integrity of the game. MLB responded. Jess has it up in front of him, so he's going to read the quotes. Jess, this is an intriguing topic. Yeah, it is, and it kind of goes right into what we've been talking about with the slow offseason, because that's what he he was covering when he said these things. Um, So 
We'll start with what Clark said, because he started the whole thing off. Uh, he's the executive director of the Players' Union. So this is coming from, from the union uh, about the, the tension between the union and Major League Baseball over how slow the offseason has been. Yep. Clark, Clark said, pitchers and, ca- quote, pitchers and catchers will report to camps in Florida and Arizona in one week. A record number of talented free agents remain unemployed in an industry where revenues and franchise values are at record highs. Spring training has always been associated with hope for a new season. This year, a significant number of teams are engaged in a race to the bottom. This conduct is a fundamental breach of the trust between a team and its fans and threatens the very integrity of the game, end quote. So basically what he's saying in a nutshell is that he thinks that teams are tanking because they're not signing big-name free agents and they just want to tank, and he thinks that that is threatening the integrity of the game. Yep. It's like NBA tanking. Right, exactly. So then the MLB responded, and then we'll say our thoughts on it after mm-hmm. we complete the story for you here. They had a real quick response <laughs> coming just a Shocker. couple hours <laughs> after what, what Clark said. Yeah, exactly. And... um MLB said um, they they said I lost it here for a second um, quote our clubs are committed to putting a winning product in the field for their fans owners own teams for one reason they want to win and baseball has always been true the clubs go through cyclical multi-year strategies directed at winning and they said it's common at this point in the calendar to have a large number of free agents unsigned it's not that. See, that's garbage. It is not yeah. common at all to have almost the entire free agent class of an off season not signed when training camp reports in a week. When spring training gets going in a week, right? Like David Ortiz said, like, why is anyone signed? What's worse, baseball? What's happening? And then they said, what is quote What is uncommon to have some of the best free agents sitting unsigned, even though they have substantial offers, some in nine figures. It's the responsibility of players' agents to value their clients in a constantly changing free agent market based on factors such as positional demand, advanced analytics, and the impact of the new basic agreement. To lay responsibility in the clubs for the failure of some agents to accurately assess the market is unfair, unwarranted, and inflammatory. End quote. So that's their response. So he thinks that it's messing up the integrity of the game. They say it's not our fault, it's the agent's fault. So... Okay. There you go. Which makes sense because that's kind of why this is happening. Because mm-hmm. to paint the picture, Tony Clark is player's side and baseball is is baseball side. Obviously, they're button heads because there's nobody signed, and they're trying to figure out why in the world these players are asking for this money. Look, players want to get paid. They want to make sure they're getting paid enough. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not one here pity party for these players getting paid enough because they get paid enough as it is. But at the same time, Tony Clark's right. Like some teams aren't signing because they want to lose. But some teams are waiting out to see what other teams do to make sure they do the strategy. And then you have, say, J.D. and his his uh, client or his agent, Scott Boris, and everybody else's agent, Scott Boris, waiting for the most money possible. And it's like, okay, now what do you want me to do? The league responding, saying, oh, yeah, well, it's, you know, it's we're, we're doing everything we can in advanced analytics and everyone's – it's normal this time of year to have nobody on their roster. No, people have rosters at this point usually, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure people are more worried about their workouts and like when their flights are going to land at their spring training facility at this point, not where am I playing in a week? Right. Yeah, like, totally. Like in a week when when these camps report, those planes are going to be half empty. Like the, yeah. the facilities are going to be half empty. Right, because we're still waiting on all these good free agents to sign. Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of definitely... Both of them are right in their own way because Clark's definitely right that they're not signing because they don't want to win games and they're just 
waiting and waiting and waiting and then mlb also yes it's the agent scott boris is a pain and he always does this kind of stuff not to this degree because this is insane but yeah that's total garbage that it's common to have not large numbers of free agents unsigned not this many <laughs> yeah not- no it's absolutely garbage i understand yeah there are some free agents who sign in spring training it happens every year but like when your top tier free agent isn't signed yet, most times it's winter. It's the winter meetings when this stuff goes down. Like we were expect, we all were. We yeah, talked to almost your, two months ago. Two months ago, we sat here and said, "Yeah, JD JD's going to sign at winter meetings. He'll be a Red Sox." And then there were some reports that they were meeting. He went to winter meetings to meet with the Red Sox brass, and then no contract. And it's like right, right, right from that point, you could say, "Oh, what's going on here?" That that's usually where we find out he's coming. To, he's coming to Boston now. Jess, I do still think he's coming. I still think this will fall into place in the next couple weeks. I hope so. But at this point, they're all in. Everyone else is gone. So, And they didn't go after Stanton. So at this point, they're all in on J.D. Martinez. But I, I, to Tony Clark, I give him all the credit in the world for saying something because it, it needs to be said. There is something going on here, and I think there's going to be some serious talks with it between the league and the union soon um, because there's there's a disconnect here somewhere, and they need to figure it out. Right. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Is is Martinez going to cave and take their offer, or are they going to give him more money? Um, What's it going to take? Oh, they'll overpay him. Yeah? It's Dave Dombrowski. They'll overpay him. So why haven't they done it yet? What are they waiting for? I mean, he's because clearly they're not gonna, they're, Because they're not going to... Because Dombrowski, one, knows his reputation, and, and two, knows that he's not getting any other offers, because we would have heard of other offers by now, because as much as they're not signing, all the offers have been being reported. Like, we know how much the offers are for JD. So... At some point, we would have heard, yeah, uh, the Yankees offered him $600 million to come play in New York. Like, no, we would have heard of that stuff. So I think at this point, the Red Sox are the suitor. I think just Scott Boris is being a pain in the ass, to be 100% honest. And at some point, J.D. will be a Red Sox. I, I think, honestly, J.D. Martinez is there February 19th in, in, in Fort Myers. Do you think it happens before they report? I, it might even happen day of. He might fly down there beforehand, and then they're going to go, oh, he's signing, and then he's there, like magic. Um, I, I think day of reporting is when we're going to hear. When they when they have to be there, that's when he'll well, come. I think that I mean, that would be nice in terms of me, since obviously I'm going to miss next week's show, since I'll be in Florida, and I'll come back for that next week's show. So if he does sign that day, we do the show <laughs> the next day. That, that'd be great for our purposes. Seriously, right? <laughs> do all these shows for no no news and then miss the one show where he signs so for my purposes i hope that they wait till then but i just hope they get him because they need him and i'm tired of waiting (laughs) at this point they do need him um one guy they don't need is todd frazier he signed with the mets two-year deal 17 million dollars um he wanted to stay in new york he wanted to be in new york because he's a jersey boy yankees didn't want him so just go to the other one New York Mets, um, they're changing it up a little bit. You know, Adrian Gonzalez and now Todd Frazier, so new guys on the uh, corners of the infield there. And look, this team, real quick, Jess, I think the Mets could be a sneaky wild card team if their rotation holds up because the rotation has always been the strong suit the last few years. It's just a matter of them being hurt. They're, they're picking up the offense. Frazier's going to add some homers. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez, see what he can still produce. But I think they could be a sneaky wild card team in the NL for sure. Yeah, I think they could too. It's hard to know with Frazier because he's so hot and cold and he hits so many homers, but his average is such garbage. It's like, it's hard for me to justify like how good he is or how valuable he is because his average is, you know, 222, 207, 213, 225. He's got some garbage averages. So I don't know if he's worth it for his homers, 
I mean, yes, he's got some pretty good homer numbers, but I don't know how much better he makes them specifically. But, I mean, if he wants to play there, that might, him, that might make him even better than he is before. So I think it's definitely helpful for him. I guess kind of why not if he wanted to be there in the first place. But I just don't know how good he is, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, no, it, it's just a matter of what he can produce. And, and you know, there's, there's guys on this roster that, you know, can produce still. So it's just a matter of if those guys can come together. And I think with the right situation and the pitching, if the pitching holds up, uh, Mets could be a sneaky wild card team. Yeah, and they didn't pay much for Frazier. Uh, two years, seventeen million. That's that's nothing. nothing. That's nothing these days. So they got a good deal, and he wanted to be there. So I guess it I guess it works out for everyone. They're excited about it. <laughs> he, he's excited about it. So this is true. Um, all right, Jess. Before we get out of here, I, w- I want your official prediction because you won't be on next week because you'll be in the warmth. Um, in the warmth. <laughs> Edu- Eduardo Nunez and JD Martinez. By the time we hear your voice again in two weeks, are is are either of them or both of them on this roster? Okay, uh, I hope that both of them are, but just for the sake of not hope, what you think's going to happen? Uh, JD signs here, Eduardo signs at the Yankees. I can live with that. <laughs> I'd rather have that than the other way around. Well, I, I don't think. See, the thing is, I just don't. We haven't heard any like off teams from JD. That's the thing for me. Is it really has been the Red Sox this whole time, and I think every other team in the league knows that. Is that? Dave wants JD. It's always been JD. He wants him back under his tutelage, and that's how he's going to figure it out. He's going to open up the wallet. When he, I th- I'm pretty sure when he made that comment, we don't care about the luxury tax. We want to pay. We'll pay. It was basically directed, "Hey JD, what do you want? We're going to cut you a check." Right. So yeah, you might be right. I, I think that's where that comment came from. Now, I do think they both end up here. I think okay. they get it figured out because I think they realize that's what they need to do. Um, but the only reason why I think they won't do Nunez if that happens is because they love Brock Holt so much. <laughs> they really do. Like, they still – like, Dombrowski, like, when he's asked about all this stuff, he's like, yeah, well, we got Brock Holt, and Brock Holt's fantastic. He can play everywhere. Well, we can rely on him. And I'm like, you really love Brock Holt that much that you wouldn't go sign Eduardo Nunez. I believe that wholeheartedly. Super utility. <laughs> so is Nunez. Yeah, that's true. And he can hit a little more. <laughs> He's a little Brock, better. A little yeah. better than Brock Holt. So uh, we'll leave it there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat, Facebook Red Sox beat podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Don't ch- don't forget to check out at CLNS Media on Twitter, CLNSmedia.com, new website. We love it. It's great. It's fantastic. So don't forget to check it out as well. Um, the mobile podcast app as well. And uh, don't forget to use our promo code CLNS on DraftKings. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, ramping up, Red Sox will be in spring training the next time we talk. or pretty damn close to it. So uh, I'll report back from Florida on the next show. <laughs> we'll be getting <laughs> a, a, a report of what he saw outside knocking on the door trying to get into JetBlue Park but not, not being allowed uh, while he drives by down there in Fort Myers. Uh, for Jess Thomas, I am Jared Scali. We'll be back next week with more, and I'm assuming. <laughs> this has been Red Sox Better here, here on uh, CLNS Media. We'll talk next week.